Reg Thomas is not a role model. He is a comedian. Some of the things he says may cause a person to get hurt, expelled, arrested, possibly deported. To put it another way, if you're offended by this, don't blame end stars. Time for a smoke session. I feel like we joked on bare minimum stuff last time I was here with you guys, but we still working on the bare minimum joke to make it better. The bare minimum joke is just the idea that like women are always giving men hell when it comes to dating and they're like, you know, men are always just trying to do the bare minimum. And it's like women are really gaslighting us to go above and beyond. It's like the bare minimum. Like if I go to the movies with a girl and like somebody comes in there and they start shooting up the movie theater, she expects me to put my life on the line for her. But guess what? Shorty, this is our second date. You are still technically a stranger. The last thing I'm doing for you is dying. And yes, I do like you. I could like you and still not want to die for you. But in her eyes, she's like, it's the bare minimum. You got me out of my house in this movie theater. The least you could do is jump in front of this book. I'm like, bitch, if you don't fucking realize that we both need to get up out of here before this man aims at us. The bare minimum. And the whole time, if you ask men with the bare minimum that we need out of women, most men would just say sex. And most women would be like, that's that's all you want out of me? And it's like, yeah, not even something crazy. I just want you to lay still for 15 minutes. That's all I want out of you. <laughs> women need to decide on if their box is the best thing they got or not the best thing they got. It's like, is it the most valuable asset or not? Because if it's not, then we should just be fucking and it shouldn't be nothing. And if it is, you need to do better because there's so much more to life than sex. Like, also, also, let me talk to some of the fellas. Um, just moving forward, like, I don't like, I don't know who needs to hear this. I don't know who in my audience because I feel like my audience is just full of cool people. But I don't know who needs to hear this. But no more, all right, no longer. Stop doing this right now. Stop going on the internet and asking if women pay for dates. Stop going on the internet and asking if women do this and if women do that. There's never been a bigger sign that you get no ass than asking the void that is Twitter if women do this. Like, I just hate grown adults having, like, debates and, like, broad room conversations about relationships. Because no advice you could take from any of these strangers is going to make the girl you talking about fuck you. If she ain't fuck you already, that's her stance, bruh. Like, I, like, there's nothing more, like, there's nothing I hate more than a guy who can't take the L. Like, stop asking if women pay for stuff. Because what it tells me is that, like, you've either been duped so many times that you've paid for so many things that no one should take you serious and you don't have a good sense of respect or, like, you know, just an understanding of how the game go. Or it just tells me that women don't fuck with you because they spend time with you and you turn out to be trash and they don't want to show you a good time back. Like, questions like that tell us more about you than it does anything else. And I just, like... I hate them. It's like when you go on a podcast and they want to start talking about relationship stuff with you. It's like, bro, I don't care. Fellas, y'all got to stop doing that. Stop asking women. Stop asking, do women do this? Yes. The answer is yes. The answer is also, they just don't do it for you. That's. And I don't like, and to be honest with you, I would hate to like, it's like, I would hate to come to the internet to hear that type of answer. Because the answer is yes. That yes, women, whatever you asking, yeah, they do that shit. They're just not doing it for you. And it's one thing to realize that, but it's another thing for the internet to tell you that. Like, y'all got to stop this. Like, I don't know if men are out here looking for sympathy. People don't like us. 
men people don't like us men straight men like men be out here trying to look like sympathetic figures no one likes us not even the women who we take care of and who love us they love us they do not like us stop trying to be sympathetic creatures we are not sympathetic people because guess what we run the world so stop asking if a girl do that for you you just ain't been holding it down the right way to get a girl to do whatever you want to do or more importantly realize that you might be out your league some of my best moments have been with women who i was like man i would never i would never let no one see me in public <laughs> and some of my better moments were with some foxes and i was like all right yeah we having a good time <laughs> Yeah, man. I'm, like some of you guys are either shooting out your league or like just out, just delusional. Welcome back to another episode of PS, a podcast. I'm your host Reg Thomas, and today I got my best friend, my brother, uh, the guy who's really helped guide me through comedy since I started, uh, writer, actor. Producer, you know, probably be a director one of these days. Who knows? Uh, my good friend, make some noise. Welcome to one and only Jordan Rock. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah, man, this is a it's a nice setup. I've not you got a podcast, man. I've never been more proud and disappointed <laughs> at somebody in my whole life. I know, like I waited, <laughs> I waited several episodes before I called you into the podcast. I was like, because I, yo, let me tell you something. It's been years of me like, yo, Jay, we should do a podcast, or people would just be like, you guys should do a podcast. They'll come to Productively Stone and they're like, you guys should do a podcast. And Jordan was like, but our careers aren't done yet. We not watched. <laughs> There's so much more hope for us. Yeah, and, I, and I'm over here like, man, I, I can see it. People like grow an audience. People give something for the people who love us to come back to. And Jordan was like. Man, HBO keep calling me about some checks. I I can't. I don't know, man. I hey man, you know what it is, man. It's like the internet is cool, but I like going to shows and people not knowing me. <laughs> you know, I feel you. I, feel I like you. knowing. I like going to Kansas and actually meeting who's in Kansas instead of people who want to see someone who's known. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of, you just came back from Kansas. It looked like you had a zoo out there. Kansas was nice. Kansas was nice. Kansas was actually. I, and what's funny? I did Kansas right before. The pandemic. That was my first gig in 2020. Well, did that go bad? I, re- I did. Did you have a Kansas trip that went bad one time? That was the time before that, but yeah. this one was nice. Yeah. So it was very interesting because in the last year, Jordan has been has been very strategic with how he moves into social media, right? So it's like, you know, like he's not really heavy on it, but like if he talks on it, he's really just touching base with people he likes, and like that's because you, like you said, you really rather not be out and about and people up in your face. Yeah. But when you did start talking about social media, it was first to critique it, which is very hilarious. You'd be like, hey, if you have an idea, you want to promote anything at all, don't do it on Instagram because they're going to make sure it doesn't get seen. Hey, man, the algorithm is just not my friend. It's nice to other people, but the algorithm has never been nice to me. Anyone. Sometimes the algorithm gives me a good day, but then I feel like they make up for that three <laughs> days later. Like if the if if I got 15,000 followers, if. I have 15,000 followers. If a 1,000 people see my story one day, the next day, 200 people are seeing the story. <laughs> it's almost like Instagram was like, oh, we almost let this nigga win. Right. They're like, whoa, let's throttle it back a little bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's disrespectful. <laughs> Instagram will disrespect you, yo. You put your aunt up there. Yeah. yeah. You know what get me? I hate when I post something on Instagram and be like, yo, this is restricted in, in several countries. <laughs> like what? Like music? So yeah, you put music up music, yo. Yeah. I put up a post of a... I put up a... I, was, I went to a Kids Bop wormhole the other day. How'd you end up here? Yo, because Kids Bop songs, like, they, like, remake, like, the weekend songs. Just, like, songs about people doing drugs. Yeah. And they try to edit it, but, you know... Certain songs are like really heavy metaphor. Yeah, it's like how you metaphor a metaphor. So it was a Tussie Slide, uh, Kids Bop. Yeah, these kids just talk about sliding, yo. <laughs> <laughs> these kids just singing about like, like if it's the if it's the winter time, we'll just catch them in the summertime. Like, just <laughs> like singing this. These children rapping about a whole murder. I posted it. I thought it was gonna be hilarious. Instagram was like, absolutely not. Yeah, because you know the people <laughs> at Kids Bop got their stuff registered. The people at Kids Bob, you play their stuff, they like, whoa, I need that check. Yeah, absolutely not. So, yeah, internet, man. It's not my thing. But I do like, also, you like, what's this new aesthetic you've been moving with, right, recently? Like, you like the Polaroid photo, like the film photos that, uh, you remember the, what's the name of the photographer we hired for Productively Stone that you like? Uh, Nooski. Nooski, yes. But you've actually cozy, been work- cozy, and cozy, and cozy, is and cozy. <laughs> but you, uh, you used them for some other shows. I saw you hired them recently. Yeah, I've been using them a little bit because I just want an aesthetic, you know. Uh, I I just want to put out like, you know, I want to look. I want it to look professional. Yeah, it's been very like everything me. that you've been doing recently. As your best friend watching it from the side, I'm like, this feels like like the closest to, like on brand. Like if Jordan like Jordan's everything like is this on brand? Yeah, I'm trying, like to, I'm trying moving. to, man. Yeah. That's what that's what the thing is. I'm instead of waiting, you know, I always had this mindset where I was like, oh, I'm gonna just wait till the next thing, something's gonna happen. And the next thing will help whatever's happening. Now I'm just like, all right, cool. Let me just mash out and just, you know, be more professional. Yeah, it's been real dope to see you go ahead and do that. Because it's like, cause like it wasn't even something that we even discussed. So I just kind of saw you. I was like, oh, this nigga's doing his own thing. But it looks real fly from over here. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, man. Now, more importantly, one thing I've seen you do in the last, I want to say, four or five years is your writing game. Like, not even as a joke writer or as a, like, like writing scripts and shit. Like, you stepped it up so hard and just, like, Really like put together things like what was the, uh, I know what was the motivation, but it's just like what kept you on it like that. I need a job, man. <laughs> I need a job, yo. I'm tired of, of of being just telling jokes, you know, telling jokes like singularly, just getting on stage and being like one joke. Yeah, because how many years is it's coming on? T- like I want how many years has it been since you've been on the road and uh, on the road? I've been on the road for like five years. I've been doing comedy like twelve now. Uh, so yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how to tell jokes in a different way, and then, yeah, man, I want I want money. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, not even money, but just like I want to actually tell stories long form. I want to have your attention for a while, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to just be seen. I just wanna I want to have your attention. All right. So last month I caught COVID, and uh, I was down for ten days, and it was really rough to watch how how like sensitive being a comedian is. It's like if I can't be up and healthy to go get the money, then the money's not there. Yeah. And so, like, what, you, what you're describing right now, like, after 12 years of, like, doing, st- going on stage, getting paid, like, you, like, are you, like, not tired of it, but you're like, yeah, this is, there's got to be more to it. Uh, I just want to pick my spots more, you know? I don't want to do everything. I want to do the places I like. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go to West Bumblefuck. I want to go to D.C., uh, you know, Denver, Kansas, Carolinas, where like I want to go to the places I really like, where it's really fans. You done with being in West Bumblefuck? Yeah, I'm done with being in West Bumblefuck. 
let me tell you something. If if you live in any state where they filmed the first forty eight, you would probably heard Jordan Rock tell some jokes because Yeah, if you've if you've lived in any state that the first forty eight comes on, you've heard me on whatever the Negro station is promoting that show <laughs> that weekend. Yeah, with some DJ that didn't look up shit, that you, nigga's just like hey. You definitely heard Jordan on a Thursday morning. <laughs> hey, you you did uh you did the whatever, like, oh, so what's it like? Uh that's uh every place I go is the same interview. Worst town. Uh, Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, Michigan. I wasn't. I wouldn't even say it was Detroit. It was right outside of Detroit, but that place sucked. I don't even know exactly. It's like, I would say it's Springfield, but I don't even know. Was I, this the place where they ran the train on the mic? Like, yeah, they, they, it was just bad, man. It was just. It, usually, when you go on the road, for everybody listening, you go on the road. It is a is a host, a feature headliner. When you get to the to the when you get to where you're going, uh, when you get to the club, people, that's etiquette. You know, like the manager comes. He's like, hey, I'm the manager. This is Becky. She's, you know, the hostess here. She'll make sure you're good. Uh, this is the host. This is usually an introduction. I went there and uh, to this club, and uh, there was no introduction to anybody. I just showed up. The green room was like the old toilet they just took the toilet out and took like the the shower out, but it was still like, like you can still see the frame yeah, of a shower. You still knew it was a little ass bathroom, and then I don't know. They didn't teach the comics that like the green room is the green room for the headliner, so like comics are just coming in and out. And then they ran an open mic before the show, so it's like they had like seven niggas. So I'm just sitting in the back. I'm like, okay, this guy got off. This the this the feature. Oh no, it's a guest spot. Oh, it's another guest spot. <laughs> oh no, it's another. Then I got up there and uh, yeah, that shit that shit was horrible. Yeah, that's a shitty story. That's a shitty road. That's game. not even. But as you called that weekend. You didn't even finish the rest of that. That's weekend. not even as shitty as it got. That's like <laughs> that's like the introduction. That was the first night. Yeah, the second night. Yeah, that like yeah. I don't even. The second night, I'll tell the story. Of the second night. The second night, I go and now I'm like, guys. I told them last night. I don't want that many people on the show. So they're like, okay, we can't put that many people on the show. They still put an ass of people on the show. Uh, I go up. No, but this is what really happened. Comics, they have no etiquette. There's no pacing. There's no nothing. So dude just comes up. He's like, yo, fuck this. Fuck that. Fuck this. And then he says, fuck Jesus. <laughs> Somebody in the audience stood up. They were like, you got to take that back. You ain't, you ain't going to play with Jesus like that. Oh, like on some real yeah, shit. Yeah, and then the dude was like, fuck that, push nothing. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then they didn't even have security. So, like, the security, the guy who, like, sat them down was the guy going up next. Yeah. <laughs> he was the dude. So the he waited to get on stage. So he's like, yo, he's sitting him down, but he don't, he's not security. He's like, yo, you know what can happen to you in here? <laughs> like, it's getting hectic. And then the host goes, the, the situation de-escalates. The host goes back up, talks even more shit. Brings up the guy who was, you know, the bouncer. He talks even more shit. And then the cops come, escort the guy in the audience out because he's about to, you know, go crazy. He's about to do some Michigan and shit. And then I go on stage and everybody's like, save us. <laughs> they're like, save us. Like, Make sense of it all. They're like, be funny. And I'm like, I can't. Guys, I don't know how much you think I got. But, but this is not. Nice. I'm not built for this. <laughs> I just got on, like the show was so tra it took me so much to like get to that show. And also this was the week that After Party came out on Netflix, you know. Okay, so yeah. I was like I was like very lit this week. And 
Yeah, that just made me realize, you know what? I'm going to go home. I didn't even finish the week. I just It was Friday. I just went home that Saturday. Cool, I didn't man. do Saturday, Sunday. I was like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. We're not going to name that club either. I hope they close. I'm sure they did. I'm sure COVID <laughs> caught them. Let me ask you something. Since we, we've been doing Productively Stone going on eight or nine, eight years. Yeah. We first started doing it at... Karma, Karma Lounge. Lounge in the Lower East Side. Yeah, shout out Victor Plekoff, man. We we uh we took Victor Plekoff's room. Yeah, Victor Plekoff is what set this off for us. Yeah, and then I was running it, and then you came in, and yeah. you took it. Took it. Yeah, we took it. <laughs> and then I was I was start throwing in private spots, and then when you finally came back, we threw it. We threw the first pop up show at a in a mansion. Yeah, people still talk to me about that pop up show. That mansion party was nuts because. We were t- we were promising people like yo we're throwing a, a show in a mansion. Everyone was like whatever, and then when they finally showed up and they saw that we had a whole proper mansion, the people were looking at us like yo are y'all selling like what are y'all up to? Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Man. Did anyone ask you if that was if that was your brother's? No, nobody asked me that actually. I, I always had the good story. It was the it was a model house. <laughs> it was a model house. Like it's if you don't know what a model house is, that's just where they put models, and yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they just. Yeah, it is something like that, like a crash pad. Was that what it was? Yeah, it was a model house. I thought really what I thought it was, I thought uh, a real estate company owned it and was just keeping it off the market till they renovated. Yes. Okay. Those are model houses. Oh. <laughs> they put a bunch of chicks in those houses, a bunch of dudes who like, yeah, it's a real estate guy. Somebody owns it, but yeah. that guy probably owns like an agency. And he's just like, yeah. And he's is- just like, this is my other property, and you chicks stay here, and hopefully... Y'all, you know, can sex and city your way to the top. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, uh, like real world, or um, it, like, it really is like the real world. Yeah, yeah. So, like, my my real question is like, over the years, what do you what do you think of every everything we've done with it? Uh, Broccoli Stone has been lit, man. It's it's uh, it's lived longer than I expected it to. Sure. <laughs> and, uh, it's gone all over the place. I think, uh, yeah. I think it's been good. I think it's good to just keep it alive and people really respect it. So that's pretty dope. And everybody's, we put up a lot of people on like their first shows. Yeah, we've given a lot of people like, because a lot of people really fuck with the show and they're like, yo, this is like one of the more popular shows I hear you should do. And like people are like, yo, this is my, one of my first big shows in New York I got to do. I'm, I'm really hyped about us taking it to different cities. That's been like the more fun part for me, like when we did DC. Yeah, that's been good. LA was nice. LA was real nice. Yeah, LA was nice. I'm re- I'm looking forward to doing it this month. I'm looking forward to the one at Erzuli. I'm probably going to try to, you know, get a vendor in there. Yeah, <laughs> we should get some vendors in there. <laughs> and then we do a Nashville next month. Nashville's going to be good. Mike's holding us down with that. That's just going to be good in and out trip before the birthday. Yeah, I almost forgot that we did the LA shows. LA felt real good. Those felt like the ones. Yeah, LA was nice because Los Globos was nice to us. Shout then, out Los Globos. And then we had TAC Design gave us a bunch of free weed that we gave out to the audience members. Also good. Good company gave us weed. Yeah. Yeah, man. We've really fucking done some things together without like... And then really to be th- honest with you, me and Jordan really care about this, but like we really be like it'd be some text messages like so like this is what we doing. Yeah, it's like a loose show. We run it, but no, it's gotten more professional. It's now. gotten way it's more gotten professional. Way more professional since uh, since we took it to the stand. I feel like since it got to the stand, we've got it a little like just way more greased up. Yeah, tight. No, you can't do a guest spot tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's oh my god, that like, used to be the worst. Yeah, I think we got a little bit more. I think it's. 
I think it's in the best shape it's ever been in. Right that now. was that was that was one of the ones, man. People would always hit me, oh, can I do a guest spot? And then we end up having a long show. Yeah. And then one time I was like, Jay, people always hit me. He's like, you know you could just lie and be like, hey, well, yeah, we don't even book the shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh man, I gotta talk to my booker. Oh man, let me look. Like right, you got the email? Send the email. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta find, you gotta space them out, man. But I think it's gotten real better. I think it's in the best places it's ever been in. Right. So what like as far as the branding that you've been doing for yourself, like I mean, clearly the sky's the limit as far as how far you want to take your brand. But like, what's the new? What's the like new version of you? Like, what's the what's the push of it right now? Uh, right now, I just realized now, like everything's in, it's entertainment is merchantainment. So it's really just like it's being entertaining and selling a product. Yeah. So I've realized that I could just be a comic with nice merch. So keep, keep I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna put a lot of money into decent merch. I'm not gonna lowball myself anymore because I see I went to a show and I saw a comic selling shirts for sixty dollars, and I was like, I've been I've been playing myself. So I'm out here with a twenty dollars. Yeah, I'm out here with a twenty five dollar tee. These are forty dollar tees. <laughs> <laughs> it costs me money to make it. Like yeah. why am I why am I lowballing it? Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm learning. You know, that's really it. Product is just coming with product that people like. And I feel like once you give them something that they take home that they can have over and over again, it lives a little bit longer than a joke. Yeah. It's like, I do, like, sometimes when I picture Productively Stone and everything we could do, it, I feel like I could see it like a, like a Supreme where it's like, we could just put it on anything. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, exactly. It could be in Zoomies or something later. <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> yeah, like, give us a pack sun. Shout out. Get us, man. I definitely feel like that. Yo, I feel like what me and Jay gonna hit it big one time. We, you gonna like, yeah, hit us up in pack sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pack sun. That's my thing. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm like getting real close to just, uh, I'm, I'm, this is the thing. I'm trying to pay off the personal debt. Then we operating out of LLCs, baby. Yeah, <laughs> you know what fact. I'm saying, yo? Moving forward yeah, with just it. just paid off the credit card. Shut, you know, I got you Amex, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, like, out of all my friends, Jordan, like, I'm older than Jordan, but he was doing comedy longer than me. So we have a very dope dynamic where it's like, depending on depending on what the conversation is, we, we both might be coming to each other for advice on it. And it's been real dope to watch him just be like, yeah, this is the next move. This is how we, this is how you elevate it from here. This is how you elevate from there. And it's been, yeah. What you trying to do, man? Same thing. Honestly, I would, I like, I think I just want to step into what you about to want to move out of. Like, I just want to, like, I've been on the road for a couple of years now, but I want to like headline and just be the name of it. Just, yeah. Just really just to that next level, headline it, finish finish these two script ideas I got, and then sell something. Yeah. Really, that's really really want to just build an audience so that way I can headline. And then sell something. Yeah, I think you'd be headlining soon, bro. I think so too, man. I did. I did do the improv recently. The DC, the DC improv. That was a vibe. And I've been picking up headlining spots around the country. But like, yeah, like just more consistently. Like, yeah, it's gonna keep on going. It just keeps on building. And then after a while, it just goes. You'll be sitting down, and they know you for headlining, so they will call you to headline. Yeah. Who's your? You saw that Netflix the standups. Uh, I didn't watch the Netflix stand-ups. I watched a little bit of Janelle James. I like Tez. Yeah. She's hilarious. She, uh, but I, who was somebody, like, first of all, before I ask Jordan, this is not like one of those, like, who's your favorite, and then, like, you say the famous person, like, because we really be in comedy clubs. Who was some of, like, the contemporary, like, our peers that you like? Yo, my favorite comic right now is Drew Michael. For real? Drew Michael is my favorite comic. All right. Like, I watch, I've been in Drew Michael wormholes. Like, he'd be doing the jokes that... He does the jokes that I'm like, oh man, I wish, I wish I just even had the patience to tell that joke, you know? Yeah, it is a lot of that. Like watching other people's craft at it is, yeah. Yeah, his his thoughts and everything. I'm like, man, like you're doing the joke, like I'm thinking of doing, like you're doing it. 
And yeah, it's it's pretty sick to watch. It's also Drew Michael for y'all. Y'all don't know he's a real dope comedian from Chicago. HBO Red Red Blue and Green, uh, out now and just a bunch of YouTube specials. Man, it's just fire. Yeah, I like his. I I recently was watching um Shane McGillis. Yeah, we did the cellar together, uh-huh. and like I'd seen a lot of his sets online, but then he did a bunch of material I never seen to get the cellar the other night, and I was like, oh, this guy's funny. <laughs> and then uh, who, Daniel Simonson, you know the Norwegian guy? Nah, he's like he he's like this Norway comic. He's like talks real slow and like has like a presence, but he's fucking like he's so deadpan, but like he really like kills him every time. And then like it's been some girl comics I seen recently that body too. Like you you mentioned Daphne Spring, she's been doing good. Fucking Chanel Ali, but yeah, man, nice. Drew Michael. Yeah, that's that's what I've been stuck on. Him and uh, who else am I watching? Him and like I love Ricky Special. Oh yeah, Ricky. Been watching Shana, a little bit more George Carlin these days. Um, I appreciate the George Carlin specials because you know what his method was, right? Like he would write essays. Like his whole set would be an essay, and then he'd punch it up. Nah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know. I'm late to the party. I'm kind of late to the party. He, he, I'm in like a YouTube wormhole of his. On George Carlin? Yeah. But you feeling it? Yeah, just like. You saw when he was young stuff or the old stuff? Uh, I'm talking, I'm watching a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, by, by the time he's old, he's like, he's like, this is what, y'all know what the show's for. Y'all know yeah, what Yeah, that's what I, I love that. That's, I like watching older sets and I love watching middle sets. I, I don't like watching people's debut. I like watching like people's middle year, like the sophomore yeah. year where it's just. He had like 20 specials up. Yeah. Nuts, but him like him and Paul Mooney feel like the same energy to me. Like they were just they were just you know Paul Mooney got to say nigga. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. It's like it's like they both like were really just talking about like the hypocrisies of the world and like in different ways though. But like yeah, like it was very passionate. You'd be like damn, like because me and you we like set up punchline. Like here's the joke. Here's the joke. These guys are like and now fuck all of this other shit. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get to, man. That's what I'm trying to get to. I want to. I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm trying to make sure there's more me in the set these days, man. Like, taking time and not just be worried about joke and joke. But I have been pulling out old jokes and being like, oh, shit, this is, I need to rock this a little more. <laughs> yeah, I, like, Jordan used to have this joke that, like, I've, I honestly it was so funny to me, but I honestly feel like because we were young, audiences would be like, hi, that's cool. Like, he would talk about um, going on Facebook and seeing everyone he's uh, life, like, develop on Facebook from high school. And he would see a girl that he liked get pregnant, and he's like, "I just, everyone's like, oh my god, this is great." And he's just like, "I just want to comment, who did this to you?" <laughs> <laughs> that used to be a great joke. See, you know what the thing is about that joke? That joke was fun when I was young, right? Like, I feel like they wasn't giving you enough credit. Yeah, that because I got older. Like when I was eighteen, like that's what that was a joke I was probably telling when I was eighteen. So it was like, I, once you got to twenty two. It got a little ruder, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just mean at the like, you know, like to, you turn twenty five. Twenty five year olds actually have kids. They like, know? hey, what like, the fuck not, going on? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, that's not un, unheard of. So it gets it gets rude. Then especially when you start doing it in middle America, where, where everyone's pregnant. Got, yeah, everyone's got kids. It's like you're just putting the wedge in. Between yeah, that's them. what. Yeah, I've definitely got caught out there. Like some of my jokes about like. Like slide in New York a little bit easier because they a little bit liberal. Yeah, you'd be like, yeah, you know, I buy Plan B. People be like, for what? <laughs> People in Middle America be like, we keep our children here. All three of them from the damn, dang. That's when you go through that Bible Belt. Yeah, that's what you got. Yeah, I don't, I don't care about what people care anymore, man. Think anymore. It's, it's really interesting when I go to these places. What, who do you think is harder? Like, let's say, let's say you doing a show, 
and you got to perform at a college full of like liberal kids who are like, you know, don't say that, don't say this. Or you got to go to the Bible Belt that's full of like Christians who are like, nope. Probably a college, to be honest, man. Is it the harder one to flip? Yeah, you know why? Because they ain't, they haven't actually lived any life. And they, and they got <laughs> nothing but troll energy. Yeah, they just believe whatever like the internet tells them. They're like, hey, listen, listen, I know this world was going on for 2002 years before I was born. And I but y'all got it wrong, okay? Yeah. <laughs> y'all got it wrong, okay? Y'all been living a lie this whole time. <laughs> and I know he, I've only been here for 15 years, but I'm right, okay? But trust me, I did the research. <laughs> 15 years in the house. 15 years in the house. Like, I've been here for 15 years in the house. By 8 p.m., I know what I'm talking about, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I had Google my whole life. I know these things, okay? All right? All right? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are out here wilding, and we need to fix it. But yeah, but I mean, at the same time, I'm I'm one of the few people who's like listen to the kids and every, and all the other adults are like Reg. That's why we don't let you talk. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> I'm like listen to the kids, but it's like yeah, just yeah. We put an asterisk next to it. Yeah, listen, like you can yeah, just just hear them out, you know, <laughs> like you yeah, listen. You don't have to follow follow through. The kids. <laughs> Yeah, make them just be like, oh, okay, we hear what you're saying. Yeah, you just gotta make them sound heard, <laughs> feel heard. You know, like you just gotta nod. You treat, you gotta treat your kids like a girl. You know, just like, okay, cool, cool. So you want McDonald's? That's what you thought. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what y'all want? Uh, you want uh, what you want? Uh, I don't even know. What do kids like these days? You want? You probably one of my more level-headed friends. Let me ask you something. Okay. How would you handle getting canceled? How would I handle getting canceled? On what scale? Uh, you get canceled in the sense that, like, you know, you did a joke that doesn't go over well, and but it's taken completely out of context, and now just all, and now for like a week you're viral, and people are like, "Oh, this the guy who said that." Uh, I'd have fun with that. Like, I don't, I don't even know, but I know that's I had more fun of a viral that. moment. All right, let's say old tweets come and bite you in the ass, and you get kicked off a show. Yeah, I don't, that stuff would just be like, I would be so confused. <laughs> like, I would just be so confused. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm, this is my thing. I feel like actions speak louder than words. It's like, yeah, I could sound like an asshole, but am I? Yeah, but, what, <laughs> but where's the proof? Yeah, where's the proof, you know? Like, I can say anything. I can't do anything. I can say whatever I want. I can't do that shit. Yeah, I just saw, I read about this guy yesterday, this this TV showrunner. I think his name is Russ something. I, Russ Ward, Warden. He got, he's got, he's getting canceled or he's in trouble because he's mean. Like he, uh, he, uh, this chick wrote a script for one of the shows he was like showrunning and he hated it. So he called the whole, like a, a writer's room meeting. Yeah. Just to read out her script in like funny voices and make fun of her. Like, and then, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then so like everyone's account of the meeting is like all the other writers just got their head down they're like oh this is crazy and like the chick is like trying to fight back tears yeah and i'm like two hours <laughs> like y'all did this for two hours first off how long was the strip <laughs> it was probably like a whole episode dang what show is this i don't even know but he used to write on roseanne he used to write he's like he's been writing on tv since like the 80s dang man that's crazy you know you can't be mean no more yeah, mean is out. Mean, like, you know what's crazy? I didn't even know, like, I didn't know you couldn't be mean anymore. When did you find out? 
uh, I had an argument with my girl about this the other day because this is what I told her. You know, every time I see something, some days they're like, I see, I read an article and they're like, they say he was, he was abusive, like verbally and physically, and I'm like. Verbally don't even count. You yes, know? it like, do. <laughs> I don't even think verbally. I don't think verbal abuse is abuse until you get hit. Well, that's because <laughs> that's because men, for men, everything's like men. We live like that code where it's like you know I'm gonna talk to me crazy, and then it's like your boy. She'd be like, except my boy. Yeah, I guess. I guess I'm just like yeah. It's not you. You just can't. You can be mean. You just can't be mean and. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> can't be mean and. You can't be mean and hitting people. You know? Nah, you can't. Yeah, you can't be mean and you know sexually inappropriate. You can't be mean and. I think you could be mean. But see, I think that I think you're approaching it like that because you're a comic and like even if you had a situation where you had a supervisor, like you were dealing with a director who was mean to you, like I just feel like in your mind you would just have like funny comebacks. You'd be like, all right. Like, I'd be like, all right, man. All right, cool. <laughs> all right, all for right, sure. bro. All right, man. Like, Jesus, I get it. You don't tell jokes at night. Cool. Like, <laughs> I get it. You write this show all the time, and the people on it get the praise. Okay, I get it. <laughs> but let's all relax. Let's relax, man. Let's, let's you know. Uh, towards the end of last year, Jordan's favorite thing was whenever somebody started wilding around him, he like, hey, look, I know what we talking about is an issue, but it's not why you mad. Yeah, I'd be like... <laughs> Anytime somebody starts a problem, I'm like, hey, man, that's a problem. That's not the problem, you know? You ever be, you know, when you're on the train, you somebody bumps into somebody, somebody steps on somebody's shoe, and they start arguing. Yeah, he stepped on your shoe. That's a problem. That's not the, the problem. problem. You know, that's not the reason you're arguing, you know? The reason you're arguing is because, you know, you probably spent your last bit of money on these sneakers. <laughs> Your girl's probably on your back, you know, you got the bills. You your know, father like, don't call you. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's other things. Like, that's a problem, that's not the problem. Yeah. So, I like, sometimes when people are attacking problems, I'm just like, you know what, you should probably just call your mom. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think you want to save the world, you should save your household first. Right, start at home. Yeah. Skirt! Quick smoke break here. If you ever want to hear about Hollywood news, make sure you check out nstars.com. E-N-S-T-A-R-Z.com. Nstars.com. You may be asking yourself why you should be listening to Made You Watch a podcast. Mel? We're going to tell you. It's because you're going to get two completely different perspectives on awesome films. Because I'm 26 and my favorite movies growing up were Disney movies and chick flicks and period pieces. And Adam? I'm just going to say 40-something. And... I have a completely different mindset when it comes to film. I'm a bit more of a curmudgeon, more of a contrarian. We fight in the office all the time. But at the same time, we like very similar things when you really break it down. But when we don't, you get some interesting conversation. We have very friendly civil arguments. Nobody gets mad. We get a little heated, but only we like a fun kind of We agree to disagree. Yeah. I will say a movie I'm not wild about is the Tom Holland Spider-Man. For, for real, dude? Yeah. It's so, come on. Like, you're going to put that on the worst movies list? No, well, he has. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Tom Holland Spider-Man. He's got, he's got like, little, like, nerdy gifted kid energy. Yeah, I know. But he's just, it's not, it's not my Spider-Man. He's n- hashtag not my Spider-Man. Hashtag not my Spider-Man. Made You Watch, a podcast. New episodes every Wednesday.
See you there. You filming a special lady this year? Yeah, we're filming in uh, in April, God willing. Um, yeah, man, I, this year I feel good. I feel good. I'm, 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 I've got my mojo back. I see like a clear, you know, I see like just a clean break, and I'm just gonna run. I see you kept your hair for pilot season. Uh, yeah, I'm keeping the hair, man. I'm gonna keep the hair till like probably the summer. Yeah. I really don't. Uh, yeah, I'm not even thinking of the hair right now. I haven't gotten a haircut in like I haven't even gotten a shape up in like three weeks. Yeah, Jordan's outside with it. Yeah, I'm kind of just I'm thugging it right now, man. Yeah, man. Like that's what happened to I'm us. In album mode, man. <laughs> <laughs> album come out in April. Yeah, album mode right now. When you when you working on material, how do you know when a piece of material is ready to be in a special? It's special worthy. I'll let Jordan start. Uh, well, anytime I'm thinking of a TV set or anything. Uh, I think what are other people doing? What do people do? People do topical, they do topical, political, some shit they really want to talk about, kind of like relations. And I try to make sure when I'm on a TV set or doing something, I know first off when you do a TV set, you get a little bit more liberty to make a statement. Yeah. To say something, say a sentence and it get a applause. You could be like, I don't fuck with that. And when you're on TV, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, we don't fuck with that. Whereas in the club, you're like, I don't fuck with that. And they're like. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I, I'm always very aware of that. So I take a little bit more uh, time to make sure, like, so in between jokes, I might have a, a little bit more of, of uh, better transitions. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just listen. I think, what do I want to give away right now? What is the best and what can grow some more? And then we go from there. Yeah, it's those. And then for me, it would be something of, depending on whatever the topic is on, on that piece of material. Like if I feel like I said everything I want to say on it and it feels very much like, nah, this is how Reg would talk about it if he was upset talking about it. And then uh, hopefully it ends with like a big clap or an applause break or something. And I'm like, yeah, this is good. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm I'm not an applause. I'm not. Break a, yeah, guy. I'm not like, that so guy. I don't even try to. I don't even try to go for the applause. When I get an applause break, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jordan. Jordan was the one person that made me feel good about that. He's like, yeah, some of us are not applause break dudes. Yeah, it's like sometimes you get an applause break, and it's like sometimes you get a loud laugh, a loud laugh, and then it's just the laugh is over. <laughs> yeah, like, and then we moving on. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't have to be this fucking riddle where like <laughs> you know people are they're not even laughing. They're just like, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, you did something there, like. It's not even, you know, it's funny, but it's more impressive, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a tip of the hat. It is like a tip of the hat. Yeah, it's like, it's like, clever, okay? okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you be like, yeah, honestly, that's me. I'll be, I'll be in the back watching a show, and I'll be, and I'll see someone catching up over there, and I'll be like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, because like this is what happened, like, like four people over here applaud, and then like people who know how to do applause break, there's like applause break, like, like uh, there's chops, you know, yeah. like you do little signals to let them know, like, you know, like, yeah, I, I, I bodied this, yeah, shit. I bodied that joke. <laughs> so it's like they wait for that, <laughs> they like know where it should be, and yeah, they leave space for that, so. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you be like, you be in the back watching shit. Like that's just hocus pocus, man. That's, yeah, I, I want, I want to tell a joke to where I like telling jokes to where, you know, 
it's it's some clever shit in there, but it's not even really clever until the next day you're thinking about it. The right. next day you're thinking about it and you're like, oh, that's fucking funny. Like I used to do uh I used to do like blue bubbles. Like I was like 18, 19 doing yeah. like the blue bubbles jokes uh that everybody does now. <laughs> uh with well, iPhones just, and Androids. Yeah, iPhones and Androids, but I just remember like uh yeah, I just remember Fuck, I lost my train of thought. How about, uh... <laughs> I, I'm high, guys. I'm high. I'm <laughs> uh, I just... Uh, dang. Hey, guys, don't smoke before you come to a podcast. Hey, I, I feel like I pulled a Yeezy. Y'all saw the drink champs where he was just talking and he just switched subjects? <laughs> <laughs> we should talk about him. Uh, He's, like, How do you feel about the, the last week of events with Yeezy? I think the Yeezy hoodie is a 10 for 10 hoodie. Top, top quality. Somebody said he, uh, Joe Button said he ain't seen no one look good in that hoodie. Yeah, that hoodie's fire, yo. <laughs> that hoodie is is like the shit, man. If you don't have one, you should check out all You're the, the only stuff. person I've known to co-sign this hoodie. Yeah, that's all. Uh, yeah, yo. I'm telling you. <laughs> Wait, my producers say Kanye been dressing like Shia LaBeouf for the last five years. Oh, yeah. He has. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf was. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> yeah, Shia LaBeouf, man. Shia LaBeouf, Ben Fly. I, actually, I modeled myself after Shia LaBeouf, so, you know. There you go. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf has been a fly guy. Yeezy Gap hoodie, top 10. Shia LaBeouf is just a wild boy. A honey boy, man. You got to go see Honey Boy. It'll make you look at Even Stevens real funny. What's, what's, what's Honey Boy about? It's about his life. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like it's... Uh... It's really about his life, yeah. Okay. Honey Boy, watch it. You'll be like, this is what you were doing when you were making Even Stevens? He's just out here wilding? Nah, it's just... it's, it's You got to watch I gotta it. I got to watch it. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, like, Yeezy was looking nuts. Like, I, like you know what it is? Yeezy, I don't think Kanye is as crazy as he's... I think he's just as crazy as he's ever been. I think really what happened is it's like... You look bad going through a breakup. Every guy looks bad going through a breakup. Uh, you know what's funny is, uh, uh, I uh, like I don't watch none of that stuff. Uh, but uh, Mike saw you know that day he was like, I'm not going to. They not allowing me at the party. And then the, they showed a picture of him with the pinata. Yeah. And it's like four. Our boy, our boy Mike, who has kids, Mike was like, Oh, she four? Oh, I see why. <laughs> I see why they want him around. I, I, no, no, no. I see why that nigga going so hard. Like he about to miss his, his daughter's fourth birthday party. Like right. that's like the that's the formative years, you know. Like you said, like somebody say, like yo, you not invited. Who said who who not invited? Like who not invited. You'd, it's better to go and look crazy than to not show up at nah, all. He to gotta show up. Yeah, but when he picked it up, swinging swinging her to hit the piñata, I was like. I wasn't even mad at him. I was like, I'm mad for y'all releasing this photo. Hey, man. It's a bad angle. Once again, man, Yeezy hoodie 10 for 10, man. I'd say, like, if you, like, I didn't think that it was that good. I picked it up. I was like, it's something in the pocket. Good cotton, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I have a theory that rappers make their best music when they were Amber Rose. Uh, nah, that's, that's not true. That's not true at all. Because Wiz Khalifa had a very dry spell, very, very. Uh, Taylor Alter Days. That's a fluke. What? That was a good one. That was a fluke. Uh, also, he put out Rolling Papers. That was, <laughs> that's the label. 
Yeah, so it's like, yeah, nah, I don't, I don't believe that. I've heard who else? There's a producer messing with her now. I, I'm, I'm bumping none of those songs. <laughs> uh, ain't heard the one. Ain't heard it. Uh, yeah. All right, maybe I'm wrong. Nah, Jay. Before we even dip off, I gotta really just talk about this rapper that Jordan found maybe two years ago, who has just been the soundtrack to our friendship and just our everyday lives for the last couple of years. Uh, June. Yeah. Nice. Larry June. Yeah. What about Larry June? No, I just gotta chop it up with you, man. Like you, you discovered this guy on a Dom Kennedy album. Did I? Thought, no. Or was it a Dom Kennedy? No. This is how I discovered Larry June. I was listening to Dom Kennedy and I was posting Dom Kennedy and my boy Relly. Uh, really on Smash was like, yo, you gotta listen to June, cause June is like, he's like hot, he's like, he's like June's hot right now, and he just put me on the June, and I, he sent me a playlist, and I just listened to the playlist, and I was on the at first, I was like, oh man, this guy's kind of off beat, whatever, and I just kind of kept on listening, and he just kept on making me laugh, and I was like, yo, this dude's fire. Yeah, and now like, let let let. I listen to Larry June every day. Once you put me on, but like you was really promoting, he was like, "Yo, there's Larry June." Cause man, that was, I, that's like anxiety-free music right there, man. You put that on in the shower before you go do something. <laughs> like the it's, it's the beat come on. You put the beat. You put the you hit play before you get in the shower. By the time you're getting out the shower, the album's looping. Yeah, <laughs> you like I've been in here for a minute. Yeah, exactly. Like that's how good the music is. You'll be you'll play it like three times before you leave the house. And like he just. I, yeah, like, simple. You can relate to every bar, like yeah. And then also, just as like us as like adults, like like we not we are never gonna be dudes who are outside with guns like Robin's things, right? No. So it was like we needed new music to really follow through or like what we go through or like what we moving towards. Yo, I needed I need to hear a nigga rap about going to Target, man. To the point where I went, <laughs> like, to the point when I was in San Francisco, I tried the orange juice in San Fran. Yo, delicious. You, you should have went to the you should have went to his shop. You got the honey boba shop. It wasn't open today. Oh. Yeah, I'm like, man, yeah, that that shit, that helped me get, play my credit card debt off. <laughs> That's how Amos got right with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Larry J. Yo, J, uh, very proud of you, man. Happy to be your friend. I'm looking forward to everything you do in the future. Uh, anything you want to let the people know where to find you? Uh, Jordan Rock 843. Jordan Rock everything. Type it in. Uh, I don't have the Jordan Rock handle, but if you find that nigga, flag him for me. But we verified to him out of here. I'm verified. I'm easy to find. Follow me on both your Instagrams too. Follow me on your real Instagram and the one you stalk your ex with. All right. I better see my numbers double. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. Yo, thank you, bro. No problem, man. PSA Podcast is produced by Junius Valentine, sound engineer Adam Mock, and written by Reg Thomas. You've been listening to. An N-Stars production.